1: Hello, how you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on, we're gonna have a nice old chat. Who's in with this week? I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes, it's not Thursday, it's Friday. Well, that's all right, we can be interchangeable, you know, Thursday can be Friday and all that. Anyway, we're here, we've got a new episode, and that is the main thing. Um, A bit of a different one this week, uh, and I'll explain in a second. But first off, thank you so much for all the messages, the emails, and the love for the Claire Rushbrook episode, and also... Uh, I know a lot of you went to see Ali and Ava and you loved it. So if you haven't, do go and support independent film and try and seek out Ali and Ava. You will not be disappointed. Trust me, we're not sponsored by him. It's just a great film. Um, So yeah, different one this week. So if I say the name Sam Creasy, you might not immediately know who that is and let me give you some context so it was the end of half term um a few weeks ago and we went to london and i thought it'd be really nice to take my son to the theatre so we went to see the book of dust which is the philip pullman uh play at uh, the bridge theatre and it was remarkable It was so lovely and magical and thrilling. It was just a perfect night at the theatre. I absolutely loved it and so did my boy. Um, And so I messaged, uh, I I posted something on on Twitter about how great it was because I think it had had like two, three performances left. Um, And then I got a response uh, from Sam, who was the lead in the play. And then he messaged me, he said, oh, thanks so much, big fan of the podcast. And I said, well, you should come on and talk. But the reason why you won't know about him, because, uh, you know, unless you've seen that play, or you're at drama school with him, uh, it's his first job. He graduated and then went straight to the Bridge Theatre. And I haven't really spoke to anybody that has graduated and has gone through the past two years, and then, you know was supposed to be doing the play, then it was put on ice, and now he's just completed it. Um So I thought it'd be interesting, and as you will hear, he is a such a lovely, positive, happy guy, and it was an absolute pleasure to speak to him and get him on. So, um, let's get down to it. This is episode 16 of the Two Shot Podcast, with the joyous Mr. Sam Creasy. Enjoy. I'll see you at the end.
0: In all the years that I've been doing this, this is actually a podcast first because I need to tell the listeners that we've never met. We've never met before. The reason you're here is because I went to the theatre a few weeks ago with my little boy because it was the end of his half term and we went to see the Philip Pullman play The Book of Dust at the Bridge Theatre and... There you were, playing the lead, on stage, but it wasn't this way a year ago for you, was
2: it? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, well, it's quite funny, because I, I don't know if you know, Craig, so I got, I've had this part for over two years. No, this is the, this is the whitest of podcast first. I don't know <laughs> anything,
0: Sam. The only thing I know so... about you is that how brilliant you were on stage. The oh, thank you, today. mate,
2: thank you. Um, yeah, I got this part, um, I was in my final few weeks of drama school, um, which is like, unbelievably, like a lovely, lovely position to be in. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was very surreal, very crazy, very beautiful, very scary. Um, and, uh, this thing happened and, um, I, this, this briefly came through and it, it, it felt like, so like obviously not going to happen. Cause it's such like a, it's such a lovely job, <laughs> and, I just like, and I think I think that's why the auditions went quite well because I gave it my all and all that. But I was like, mate, it's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. So I kind of like there was no pressure almost, and then it just happened really quickly. And then I got a recall, and then I got um, invited to a workshop, and then um, I did the workshop, and then Nick, the director, offered it to me on the last day. Um. But and then a few weeks later, the
0: the the world the, stopped. The,
2: the world ended. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a very, very surreal few weeks. I mean, <laughs> they, it must have been. It
0: must have been really bittersweet for you because you've, you know, you're in your final. F- had you you hadn't graduated at this point? Had you? Uh, no.
2: No. No. Just just do about you, to. Yeah.
0: You were you leaving early to to do the play? No. No. No.
2: no it's all it all. Um,
0: it all Kinda, coincided with the yeah. end of drama school. It was
2: it was mad. It was going to be like the, the Saturday of our last show at drama school was just like the way the dates worked, that on the Monday I would start rehearsals.
0: I mean, <laughs> you must have thought all your Christmases had come at once.
2: <laughs> oh, Craig, it was bonkers.
0: That three years training, all that, and you're stepping out into this part at this theatre and then all of a sudden the lights go off around the world. I mean... You must have. Well, I don't know what must have been going through your mind. You, I mean, did you think it was ever going to come back?
2: Oh, yes or no? Um, they were really good. They never cancelled it. They always said that um, we don't know when, but it will. It will happen, um, which was great. I think. I don't know about you, but the beauty for me of not the beauty, but of lock the saving grace of lockdown was because it was so to something we'd never had before, something we we didn't know about. You never thought it was gonna be so long. So, mm-hmm. like at the beginning, you were like, Oh, this is mad, but it's gonna be two weeks and it'll blow over. <laughs> then two weeks' time, oh, it's just gonna be another two weeks. And and I think it was it was patterns of that all the time. Yeah. And I think that I think in many ways that was a saving grace because at that time in March 2020, if you had just been told, Oh, this is gonna be going on for years, you would have just lost it, I would have thought. You would have just like given up hope. But um, it was a saving grace because I knew this beautiful thing was at the other end of um, yeah. of lockdown, whenever that one may be. Um, so, yeah, there was that to look forward to and And also, and it,
0: it gave you chance to learn all those lines because, let's face it, it's not the smallest <laughs> part in the world. It was,
2: it was a lot of lines. It was a lot of lines, but they changed them a lot. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Over yeah. time, but... Um, it did, yeah, it was uh, it was funny that, because that script I always had that script on me throughout this whole like couple of years or whatever it was, and sometimes it, it was painful to look at the lines because it's like you have no security of when this is going to happen, you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to go on, and sometimes like it was a fine balance of how much to look at it and not get your hopes up or then not get sad or something like that.
0: But also, like, a bit of a security blanket for you as well. It's like this is all the sort of hopes and dreams that you're pinning on, and if it's still here physically in my hand, then maybe it'll still happen, you know? Exactly,
2: exactly. It always had so much happiness and love around it.
0: Was it hard to remain positive during that time?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. I went through waves. Um, on the whole, on the whole, man, like, I've got nothing to complain about. Like, at, like, I stayed safe. My family stayed safe. My friends stayed safe. It was bloody miserable. Yeah, um, of course. But, um, and also like, all I'd known for the past three years was like the intensity of drama school and like how mad that was. And it was funny because I remember there being a time in 2020 during the lockdown was like, I can't remember a time recently where I was tired because I just wasn't tired because... I had nothing to be tired for, but then that. But then I was thinking a year ago, I cannot remember a time where I wasn't tired, because it was just like all this drama school stuff. I was I was working as a waiter at the time. Like, it was just it was just so so hectic. And also I wanted to enjoy the the social life as well. So I was building the kind of but it be it was great fun. But it was, <laughs> it was it was a lot going on. Well, as soon
0: as we don't know each other and. Well, I think we should start to get to know you because that's what this podcast is all about, is getting to know the the human being. So, Sam, let's talk about growing up. Where was that for you?
2: Um, I grew up in South Wales. Uh, but yeah, the valleys, basically. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, it was, it was very, very different to London. Very yeah. different to London. One extreme to the other. But, um, yeah, it was a good. <laughs> Great town, call Harry, Uh which is just oh, it's marvellous, Craig. It's just, so, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like I don't think there's anywhere like it in the world. It's just this, like no one's really heard of it unless they li- unless they've lived there. Um, it's just this close knit community. Um, is a chip van, which is very handy. Go around empty. the bell. The amount of nights <laughs> I've been like chasing the chip back because I can hear it but I can't see it. Um, I've literally spent hours because they were the best chips in the world. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful place.
0: And how was growing up there? Was it? I mean, you sat, you speak about it with such joy and passion. And for those people that can't see your face, you're smiling all the way through that.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, growing up there it was had its, it had its difficulties. Um, it was in, very. In what way, Sam? Very secluded. Um, So, like, if you wanted to... So, like, the capital city or, like, the town town is Cardiff, right? So, on the grand scheme of things, we're about 25-minute, half-an-hour drive from Cardiff. Right. Um, Nothing bad at all. But um, I never learnt to drive or anything like that. So, to get into Cardiff, you'd have to get a bus from Manhari to the next um, town and then get a train to Cardiff. And so the bus bus stop was like a 10, 15 minute walk from my house. And then the the bus was, (laughs) well, I've heard it's got worse. When I was there, it was once every hour. But now rumour has it, it's once every two hours. (laughs) (laughs) and also like they never keep the schedule <laughs> so like I mean... so, so you'd have no like you'd have no idea if it's feet or gone like what what's <laughs> going on um, so it was it was a risk and, and then you'd have to get obviously if you were lucky enough to get on the bus you'd then get the bus to uh to ponte clean and then get on the train which funny enough the train was literally like 11 minutes <laughs> so it was so quick and then you're there um but yeah like if you wanted to like, go see a movie or like go go into town or go or oh, like nights out in Cardiff, that you had to plan that months in advance. Months oh in God. advance,
0: military um, precision.
2: <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, but uh, <laughs> it's like, mate, hours of your day are gone just trying to get into Cardiff. Um, so there was that, and then, um, and obviously, like I wanted like to do acting, so um, if I wanted to like go see shows in Cardiff or go do workshops or something like for, like, an hour, for, like, an hour um, workshop or class, like, that's about five, six hours out of my day. Like Yeah, of course. It was it was bonkers.
0: Well, it's a good but, job you were passionate about it, otherwise you'd have sacked it off and just gone, oh, it's not worth my time, it's going to take me five hours to get there to do one <laughs> workshop. Do you know
2: what I mean? I'm very lucky, I always had that passion. Always loved it, always loved it. When did that passion come
0: into you for acting, Sam? Um, did it start from an early age?
2: Yeah, really early. Um I was obsessed with magic when I was a kid. Oh, we are. Yeah, yeah um, maybe a bit too much. Like I was like that kid. who like went around with a pack of cards. Like just going up to any random kid. Like do you want to see a card trick? Um, but I think that was like that. I like, like that. That showing off type thing, or like that performance value. And then um, my mum took me to uh, drama classes when I was like six or seven. About a five minute. We used to live somewhere different then. Right, um, about a five minute walk away called Hell No Grady. Um, and I did that, and that was really good fun. And then um, it was, and then <clears throat> I did it for like, GCSE and stuff like that, but it was never like a burning passion or anything. And then, um, I fell in love with Judd Apatow films when I was like 14, 15. And then that's when I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be that. And I always had this vision of. I'm just going to write this film which and just emailed John Apatowis about <laughs> he's going to be like yes I love that and he's, just, and he's just I'm just going to go out to LA and I'm going to be one of the actors. That that's literally how I thought my career was going to be and that's why I, like, I used to even tell him, um, like the, what do they call it? The people at school will talk to you about the jobs and that.
0: Oh, careers um, advisors.
2: Yeah, careers advisors. Have, what's your plan of attack Sam? now? Well, have you heard of John Appertown? <laughs> 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 that's, that's, uh, that's what I used to do. And then um, when I was in sixth form, I didn't get the grades to go back into year 13. So they wouldn't let me go back. So my only option was a college and there was this BTEC performing arts thing. Mm. And I did that and then that's what changed my life. That's when like, I was doing it all day, every day. And I fell in love with it.
0: And where were you doing that in Cardiff?
2: No, Bridgend College.
0: Oh, in Bridgend, right? Okay. Yes,
2: yeah, so it was. It was really lucky because they had. Um, Funny enough, Bridgend was a lot easier to get to than Cardiff, um, and they had like a college bus come pick you up, and um, and that was fab, and that was that was. That was it for me then. That's when I was. Like, but that
0: that is an incredible time. Those first those first steps into sort of starting to train and gaining all the knowledge. Because you you're right. You're there. You're doing it all day, every day. And sometimes it's not like you know nine to five. You can be doing things till eight o'clock at night, and you're just drinking it all in all the time.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And I always find it so interesting thinking like how can a schedule be what. Like what? does a what does a full time acting training schedule look like? Because, <laughs> like from before. Like I've only ever done it in school or something for like the odd hour a week. Like we had an hour class like every two weeks at school, and it's like, how the hell does that? Like what? What? What else is there to do? So it was really exciting, like learning like the many different ways of, of training, not not just like turning up
0: and doing yeah, runs. Yeah. That's yeah. cause that's
2: what you. That's what everyone thinks it is until you start
0: to do it all the time. Yeah, and start until you start to, you know, peel the onion and get through the layers, then you realise, oh, shit, there's a lot more to it than this. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, what's going on here?
0: So did you have a plan then? What was the next step? Because there is... You don't necessarily have to move to London to train because there's exceptional places, uh, you know, in Wales.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the plan was... Well I went to National Youth Theatre for a bit then.
0: Oh right, okay.
2: What? Well, um which was oh that that was amazing, Craig. Are you are you NYT?
0: No, I didn't go, no.
2: Do you not? Know, oh it was it was magic. It was magic. Um The plan was to eventually go to drama school. Um but I didn't go straight away. I didn't go go till I was twenty one.
0: Right, think. okay.
2: Um um, I wanted to, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready. Like I just like there was just no way this was gonna <laughs> this was gonna happen when I was like eighteen or nineteen.
0: That's very mature of you to say. Well, you know, obviously, you were thinking that when you were seventeen, eighteen, and you didn't think it was the right time. Did you feel that you weren't ready as as a as a young man?
2: Yeah, definitely. Do like, you want What do
0: you, you want to do? Gain some more life experience, or
2: um, yeah, I suppose so. But it was more just like the thought of leaving home. It wasn't even about life experience. It was like, I know I know, eventually I want to go to London mm. and do drama school. Um, but just the thought of leaving home at this time, I wasn't ready, I think. And I knew I would be ready, hopefully, in a few years. Um, and I don't think I would have been accepted anywhere either. I was... Um, like, uh, not uh, not professionally mature enough to be able to do drama school at that that time. I don't think. Um, and then I started auditioning when I was twenty, and um, I didn't get a single recall anywhere. Um, uh,
0: so you're getting your first taste of rejection.
2: Rejection. I oh, mean. Yeah.
0: How, how did how did you feel? Because you, obviously you must have geared yourself up for these auditions, and then not to get a single recall. on Any that's it, it's quite the blow.
2: Oh yeah, Craig, it was really hard. It was it was just really sad. Um, um, yeah, it was. But luckily, like, it wasn't enough to be like. I suppose that that arrogance of that young actor and you was like, oh, oh there wasn't the right panel for me or something like that. Or like next year it'll be someone else. And luckily I had that because like it did it didn't. I think I had maybe like an hour of thinking oh, I'll give up, and after that I was like, nah, nah, nah.
0: Let's well, just go back
2: to it. That's
0: it, you know, and you know, starting off like that, you you have to have that resilience, and you know. Brilliant. Give yourself that hour, you know, whenever yeah. things don't work out. Even, like, for me now, and I've been doing it for a long time, I give myself that hour or that few hours, what I need to...
2: That's really important. Know. Well, it
0: is, because it's healthy. And, th- and then, hopefully, you can throw it away and you're not carrying it around with you. So, what do you do then? Give yourself another year and go, right, I'm trying again next year.
2: Yeah, give gave myself another... Oh, well, the saving grace was, actually, Craig. I got into National Youth Theatre that year. Right. So um, so I did three weeks in London in the summer. And that, oh, mate, I was so grateful for that time. That was just... And it was the perfect amount of time. It was my first proper time in London, three weeks with so many like-minded people. I'd hardly left Wales at that point. Right. And um, it was just sensational. Like, I still have a group chat with, like, my year group. It started, this was, like, six years ago. It still pops off every now and again. Um, like, the I'd say the majority of them came to see like my play over the last few months. Um, it's ah, oh, it was amazing, and um, so then the next year, then I auditioned again. Um, got rejections from most places straight up, right. but got the odd recall, and then I got into art Um, so I did that, and then just before. Art Said started, I got um uh so when you were a member of the National Youth Theatre, you can then uh, audition for their plays and their productions. So I did um I was lucky enough to get a production of, of National Youth Theatre. So I did that for like a month before starting Art Said, and it was like uh it was I was like because National Youth Theatre was like the most amazing time ever. So like the, the idea to have a second go of National Youth Theatre the next year. Yeah. Was just i was like i won the lottery and it was a different group of people but same eth, same ethos same night like, and that was just we did a play called blue stockings into the yard and that was just the absolute most amazing time um and then i started out Head. so it kind of all went from nothing to all of it
0: how did you feel because i i get a sense that you're strongly connected to home and home and you know means quite the world to you. How was it, you know, you're officially moving here full-time to start training? How did you feel those first few
2: weeks? You know what? I was terrified on the Megabus up. Like, um, there was a time where <laughs> I, got, I got the Megabus up. I thought I was moving this day. I got the Megabus up and I got off of Victoria Station, had a coffee and thought, you know what, I could actually go back for a few days. I don't need to start for another few days. And I got back on a bus. Um, and Back home. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I made it, like, uh, the pub I used to work at is like such a community based pub. Like, it, it's, oh, mate, it's bonkers. And um I got there just before last order. So I arrived with like my suitcase. And everyone was like, what the hell, that? What's going on? What's going on? I was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I was in London for about half an hour. I'd say, t- may- maybe even less than that. Um, Sam, you're kind I've of breaking my
0: heart and making me laugh at the same time because that there's something really beautiful about that that you just got. I can go back and have a little bit more, and then I can
1: come back. <laughs>
2: I was like, well, you know, technically I don't need to start for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's all right. Um, but I think I think that was really important. I think that was a kind of closure. Because like, once I've done that, I'll say it now. I can't do that again. Um, and then, funnily enough, moving up to London then was bliss. I've been so lucky. To this day, I've never suffered with homesickness or anything like that. I think maybe a little bit in the pandemic. Uh, but nothing uncontrollable mm. i really and i think cuz it was so i did NYT and then i did that play in in, in, in bits and bobs that by the time i started drama school i still had i already had like loads of like friends in london um that i'm really close to now yeah. and i think having that security of of starting drama school knowing that like you've got mates over all the drama schools like You've got like these makes couches to sleep on if this ha- if this house you're in now is a bit too much one night like, and that that was everything to me.
0: And also, you would made friends at NYT, and did, I mean and the fact that you're still in touch with them now, and you you're still on that group chat after all those years, and they you know a lot of them you said came to see the play. Do they also act as a great support network? Do you all support each other throughout?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very special. Um, I remember we were doing um, blue. We did so the NYT production we did was called Blue Stockings,
1: Mm.
2: and that was at the Yard Theatre. And um, oh, yeah, we're like we we were just such a unit, and having that knowing that that's around. It's not necessarily like every day or anything like sometimes it can go weeks or months without nothing but it's like
0: yeah but it's obviously one of those it, it, you know it, that you no, know those it's knowing where, where you might not see each other for a bit and then you just pick up exactly where you left off like that time hadn't passed and that's that's where you know something special is that's a special relationship that
2: absolutely and it's so important <clears throat> and i remember um i remember what it was like i was in second year and um, I was having a really shitty day, and I was, in a, I was I was a bit upset. I can't remember what was going on, but um, the I was doing a shift at the at the burger restaurant Honest Burgers that I, that I worked at, and um, they asked me, "Oh, we've run out of buns. Can you go to um, South Camden Honest Burgers pick up some buns?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And I was just happy to take the break, and then um, and I, I was like, "Oh, no. And then on the tube, one of the boys from MIT was there who I hadn't seen yet. I was like yo what's going on and it was like <laughs> in that moment it, it was just everything i needed and it was just a very brief like, hug like yo what's going on and i and that kind of like sorted me and I, i'll never forget that it was it was just such a lovely pick me up moment and and that happened that happens a lot with um people i know and that just like at the right time i'll be in some random place i learned i'm like yo how's it going man and, and i think that's Really special. I remember when i when I was first moving to London and so I said, What are you looking forward to most? And I was like, The day that I in London I just bump into someone that I know from London. Like for, like and that and yeah, and that happens all the time now.
0: Really I, I, I I remember um I think it was first or second year of drama school and I moved from Blackpool just before I was eighteen. So on the cusp of being eighteen, I remember being in Covent Garden. It was one of the first times I'd been in Covent Garden and it was like Really busy peak season, lots of people there. All of a sudden, I looked in front of me, and there was a guy who was in my year at high school back <laughs> in the northwest, just right there in front of me. I couldn't believe it.
2: Of all the places, it's mad. It's, it's mad. Nuts. I came, I came. out of Embankment Station one day, and there was a girl from my year group, and she. She, she was like, I think she was like one of the last ho- one of the last house parties we ever had as a year group. It was her house, <laughs> and it's just like what, all right, what? All right. It's just. But especially those, those
0: moments happen when obviously when you least expect them, but sometimes when you really need them, like you're saying, you weren't particularly having a great time, you're having a great day, and you just need that little pick me up. And it, yeah, it's just perfect when it happens.
2: It's, yeah, it's, it's very special.
0: Sam, so tell me about the training. Because you obviously had expectations of, of what drama school was going to be like, how was it in reality?
2: Mate, it was the best time of my life and the worst time of my life. Like, that, it was just. Oh. On hindsight, oh, it was it was amazing. It was magic. Um, at the time, it's so full on. It's so much. That's what I've really struggled to to, to begin with, in the first few weeks of first year. I was thinking like, I I, think I just spent like an hour and a half of being fire, or like uh, like running around this classroom. I was like, oh it's just necessary, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? Just like, it was just like the second or third week. And I remember I was in the canteen, we had like a 10-minute break and I was getting some walk, and I was like, oh, mate, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> when, um, but uh, but after you get settled, it, it's like anything, it becomes second nature, I suppose. And, yeah. And, and even though you're working so hard and you're doing a lot of crazy shit, it becomes a lot easier to attain. So I think when that was over, uh, when when after the first... Once you've settled in, it was really good. Um, Yeah, it was
0: madness. Um, Did it get bumpy along the way? Because obviously that bedding-in process takes a bit of time. Then you sort of acclimatise and adjust to, you know, right, I've got to be on time for this, and I've got to do that, and you you, you structure, your day all changes. But then the intensity as you move through the years builds.
2: Yeah, second year, oh, that was tough, Craig. Second year, that was bonkers. Because it's like, this you're doing like 15, 16 different projects at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I was working like thirty thirty hours a week as well, and it was just very, very hard at some point, and I think it's it's when you allow yourself to be like which ones mean more, and I know that I know that's like a bit bad, but like it's it's it <coughs> it's just which ones are you really invested in. and and can you give everything to cuz you can't give everything to everything
0: no you and, can't because you're just going to burn out
2: and it's finding and, that balance and, and, and
0: e- um, everything's going to blow up in your face so yeah yeah it's good to, and it to step back
2: absolutely and it it kind of did like there was there was a time in second year where it, where I didn't enjoy it anymore and um
0: did you ever give it any serious thought when at those sort of darker times when you weren't enjoying it to go I, I'm gonna go. I don't think I can carry on with this.
2: Um, not um, maybe like in a bad mood, like ah oh, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> like, nah, like oh, why don't I want to just go back and just go back to Wales and chase the chip man Like, um, <laughs> but they they were very very rare, and the support at my drama school was second to none. Like, I cannot, I cannot think. Higher of the staff that we have there right now and um they like they made me they made me and um um it was always it always goes through waves that bad moment never lasted long enough for it to have an impact um and uh and then third year happened and third year was just kind of what you always wanted like there's a lot of pressure
1: mm-hmm.
2: because it's your it's your industry year but <laughs> rather than like all these huge things going on it was just you focus on one thing and um and then you can you're able then to actually give it your everything like organically yeah and uh third year was fab third year was fab and it, it first year was my favorite year second year was my least favorite you as my second favorite
0: yeah it it seems to be the way you know I think that a lot of pressures put on in the second year there's a lot of you know depending on your training there's a lot of breaking down and building up um but I think they tend to throw everything at you in that second year to yeah. see to see how you can handle things you know and, yeah you know and I'm sure they've said you that the pressures are going to be great, you know, mentally and emotionally when you're out there in the real of world. Of course. So, uh, if you can handle this, then this is a good starting point.
2: Absolutely. And um, it very much felt like that as well. Like, this is, they throw in all this stuff at you because it's training and it's what you're meant to learn, but it's also training for. um you <laughs> had a self tape module. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like <laughs> we had this we had this woman come in she's lovely and um she would uh, come in and, like act as like an agent type <laughs> like, almost like role play an agent and like you'd get like an email after the lesson going ooh so and so so and so has asked you to audition or so take for this role and uh obviously everyone in the year had been asked to take for this one for this role and then so we'd do it and then we'd watch the back the next week and um and um, like, see how we can improve and stuff like that, and reflect. And then, but they weren't guaranteed every week. And then one week went, and we hadn't had um, um, this like audition come through. So we we're like, oh, banging. And then it's about six pm on <laughs> like the night before our nine am class with her, and it's like, oh, just got this last minute audition <laughs> thing. It- that <laughs> we want you to do for tomorrow morning and our, you we were like it was like 10 of us just walking down the stairs when that, when all our phones were like oh no <laughs> oh you're having yeah she's unbelievable <laughs> you're having a laugh <laughs> like we thought we'd, and it was like in the height of second year when we had like so much shit going on and it was like well obviously that's what she was doing she was training us up for those last minute things that might come in and stuff like that and you can never rest on your laurels and that's what it was but I'll never forget like just the look on me and myself and our peers, it was like the audacity. (laughs) What is going on here? But it was, uh, I'll never forget.
0: (laughs) That's a very, very clever lesson. Yeah, big time. Um, Big time. Because, you know, when I was, you know, I'm 46 next week, Sam. So it's like, it's, we never had self-tapes modules at drama school, you know. (laughs) We only had, I think, an hour maybe two in front of a camera talking about camera technique i mean yeah. did, are, are they doing more camera modules now
2: oh mate i i don't know how specific it is with all the drama schools but mm. i know art said's thing is it's 50-50 wow and that's wow. always been like as I, even when i was applying um i think my 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 first ever lesson at art said was <laughs> was um screen class uh, we, we were just taught about a camera and we all went up like one by one and just said our names like um, it's put like it's straight into you like straight away like
0: that's so fantastic because you know the yeah. the amount of auditions that are going to be happening
2: absolutely it's very important and um, I've got all the time in the world for Arts Ed I think it's just such a great school and I'm so grateful that that was the one that I went to and um that's-
0: it's so incredible that you had such such collar in the years, such training colour, and you they were throwing so much at you. And now, you know, what is it? When did you graduate? Then, like a year ago, twenty
2: twenty. Yeah, oh we had our we had, our we had our graduation. We managed to get our graduation ceremony in twenty twenty one June just gone, and that was an extremely special day. That was our year group were back together. <laughs> it was like. I thought when it was a time where I thought I wasn't going to see any of you again. Like, mm. and all of a sudden we were in this room together, and it was like June. So you know, the, it's the perfect amount of sun. Uh, well, as perfect as we can get for here. And um, very, and all our families were up, and my mum was up, and it was a very special day. Very special.
0: Well, Sam, you seem like such a positive. Man, and very happy. You seem like a very happy, happy person.
2: Thank you, dude. I re- that's lovely to hear.
0: And um, I'm really pleased that you came on and we had this chat, but I'm, I don't know you, but I thought you were just stunning in that play. Thank
2: and, you so much. And oh, mate. Thank I you. really
0: hope you've got a, a lovely and interesting career ahead of you.
2: That means the world, Craig. Thank you so much.
0: Bless I'm you, I'm so glad friend. you got to see it. Mate, you were stunning and I think I think it should have another life hopefully over on Broadway.
2: Fingers crossed. Who knows, mate? I'll take that.
0: You take care, man. Take care.
2: <laughs> you too. Thanks so much, mate.
1: And another episode is done. Um, what a lovely guy. I told you, didn't I? So um, I really hope you enjoyed that. And if, You know, if you have graduated uh, uni or drama school and you've been feeling a bit lost over the last two years, hopefully um, that was uh, inspiring for you. Um, I love talking to him and I wish him all the best with uh, his career. What a lovely guy. So episode 17 next week and... Uh I'm going to, as I do, if you support us over on Patreon, I'm going to let you into a little secret about who Episode 17's guest is. And I can tell you it's brilliant and I've recorded it. Um, I'll let you know about five o'clock today um, if you're listening to this on Friday. Um, yeah, and then after that, we've only got three more episodes to go and that is the end of Season 9. But tune in next week and I'm going to tell you about some new surprises that are going to be happening when we're not on air giving you episodes we are going to be very busy behind the scenes with some extra special things just for you exciting times until next week i've been craig parkinson he's been producer griff and this has been the two shot podcast you take care i'll see you next week